back to another episode of the FT Low podcast. We've got another feature session for you, but this one is a little bit different as instead of getting a fan on to talk about their greatest 11 of their lifetime, we've got a player who has played over 300 games in the top two tiers of English football to talk about the best 11 that he has ever played with. Our guest today is Mr. Greg Halford. How are you, sir? Very well, thank you. Very well. How are you? I'm good. Uh, my computer obviously isn't as good, not playing ball. Mm-hmm. Opening behind the curtain a little bit, we've had some technical difficulties at my end, but yeah, I think we're there now. So that's good. Do you have a, do you have a good Christmas and New Year? Uh, it was it was different. It was my first Christmas and New Year's off for 17 years. So <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm not going to say that I enjoyed it, because I want to be working, but um, yeah. it was nice to be able to do what I wanted and be with who I wanted to be with, and um, that that was obviously the plus side. But yeah, I miss training and and getting ready and preparing for a game on Boxing Day. Yeah, because you was you was playing in Ireland, weren't you? And the the season's a little bit a little bit different over there, and um, ended in November and and stuff. Yeah, so when you get to to kind of your your experience and and your number of years playing is is sort of diet and training more more intense or is it a little bit a little bit more relaxed would you say dietary wise it's a lot more intense like you have to make sure what you're eating and is the right stuff and your recovery is 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 good obviously the older you get the the less time it takes well the the more time it takes for you to recover so so over the last five years I, I changed my diet completely I went plant-based and that seems to really have helped um with my recovery um but in terms of training it, it, if anything it probably dies down a little bit um okay. just because of like they they don't want to push your body too much so you pick up any injuries and stuff like that so when you do train you train hard but uh you're you get a couple more days off. That's fair enough. Yeah. And before before we get into your eleven, um, yeah. just just a little bit about kind of your career and I suppose how how did you get into football? Like when when did you start playing and things like that? I was quite a late uh, kid coming into football. My parents brought me up as a rugby player. Okay. My dad was my dad was a rugby player and. Yeah, that's what I did from the age of three. I started playing rugby. And then uh, I was in school one day. I think I think I was like 12 or 13. I was in school one day. There was a little leaflet that came around in school saying that this local club needed players. So mm-hmm. I just went along and had a little kick about and ended up like playing for them uh, for a season. And then literally it just went from there. So I went to my county team then I went and then... A year after that, I went and signed for Colchester. So yeah, it was pretty rapid. But yeah, it was. It, it was. I mean, it was crazy as well because like m- my parents always 
were trying to push me to the rugby side. I was always a better mm. rugby player than I was a football player. And they were like, well, if you want to go and take football up, then you're going to be able to go and play rugby when you get into secondary school. And, you know, that's what I did and ended up sort of getting picked for England for rugby at that age. And Oh, really? And, so you... Yeah. yeah. And then I had to pick, I had to pick what sport I had to do. So I ended up obviously picking football. Yeah, so we could have seen you in the Six Nations. Yeah, I had I had a few options as well. Like I, I got picked up for England volleyball, obviously because of my height. Yeah, um, yeah. And then uh, I used to compete against Dean Macy in athletics, and I always used to beat him as well. So and he ended up being, I think he got silver in the Olympics, maybe maybe bronze. But yeah, I always used to compete against him in, the, in athletics as well and used to beat him. So, yeah, I, I had a choice of what I could do. Yeah, jack of all trades. So you knew you was going into sport, but it was yeah. just a, a matter of which one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fair play. And obviously, you, you've played like all positions, really. Like, I think I've probably seen you most as a right back. Um, yep. But I think when I first come across you, I think you might have been playing in is centre midfield actually as well and it's quite yeah it's quite rare to see kind of a, a utility player I suppose at your height as well like normally yeah normally they're a yeah. fair bit shorter too and, and things like that yeah exactly I mean the the closest one that I could probably compare to or be compared to me would be James Milner you see it like I played with James at the England levels but you see him for Liverpool now. He's played left back, centre mid, on the wings. But I, I, I still haven't sort of come across someone that can play all eleven positions and compete, well, including goalkeeper as well. Well, yeah, this is it. Like when I was at Sheffield United, so it was it was the old rule where you could only put five subs on the bench, and okay, so yeah. our manager, well, Kevin Backwell and Neil Warnock before him, never used to put a goal, goalkeeper on the bench. Yeah, he's famous so, for it, wasn't he, doing that? Yeah. yeah, so Phil Jagielka came on a couple of times for Sheffield. So what would happen would be when Jags left, I ended up being that sub-keeper. And so I'd go and train with the goalkeepers once a week. Okay, all right. Wow. And and, yeah. and to be fair, I, play, I played, I think I played 10 youth games as a goalkeeper as well. Well, I know you as a utility player, but I didn't know you could do it in net as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it would be interesting to see. Um, I, I don't know for your team if you picked yourself in there. Okay, no, where, where would you have put yourself if you was in there? Uh, probably like a defensive midfielder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. I mean, like obviously back in the day when I was coming through, right back was my best position. Um, mm. But as I evolved as a player, I, I, I moved more centrally, um, which suited me. Yeah. So if we get into your eleven, then uh, well, what's yeah. what's your formation? What have you gone with? It's a four-three-three. Um, yeah, pretty attacking, to be fair. <laughs> but I've been like I've played with so many good players. Like it's uh, it's been very very hard. Yeah, I mean you've played with. <laughs> A ridiculous number of players. Like this, this is why I thought you'd be a good, a good guess for this. I, I didn't want 
I didn't want a one club man um, yeah. that's, that's just played for one. So you played under yeah. a number yeah. of different top managers as well. So I, I don't know if you picked a manager, but we can talk about that at the end if you want as well. But <laughs> um, in, in goal then, who have you gone for? Uh, so th- it was a toss up between um, Marcus Hanneman and yeah. Wayne Hennessy. Okay. Um, and I've gone for Wayne Hennessy. Um, just I think his all round game was so good. Like when I turned up at Wolves um, with him, like I couldn't believe how good with his feet is what he was, both footed. He was a giant of a man, like my height, and yeah, he was he was unreal. And I think he's been unfortunate with like his game time at Palace, and then obviously now at um, Burnley, um, because I think he is one of the best keepers. Yeah, it just does show though how good he is that he can still get game time for Wales. Uh, yeah, when exactly. He's not been playing the regular club football, and exactly, yeah. Just a big part of that Euro 2016 side that, that got to the semis as well. So, yeah, that's that's yep. a top shout. Was that at Wolves that you played with him or? Yeah, I played, played yeah. Uh, at Wolves with him. But it was funny, like, Marcus I played with at Reading and then he ended up coming to Wolves as well. So our three keepers at, at Wolves were incredible. So we had Marcus, Wayne, and we had Carla Hakimi, who was unbelievable oh, yeah. as well. yeah. Yeah, a bit of a so, cult yeah. hero out there. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, who is your right back? Uh, this was an easy one, Kyle Walker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if if you play with Kyle Walker, I mean, yeah, you've got to put him in. in your... I I think like he's going to go down as the best ever Premier League right back. I don't know if he is at the moment, but he's he's certainly knocking on the door already. I think of, of like Gary Neville and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say so. I think he might get surpassed by Trent in the end. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But as it is now, yeah, he, he, I mean, he'd definitely be up there with the likes of Gary Neville, and yeah, I mean, he, he's just been unbelievable. And you think when he, when he left Sheffield United to go to Spurs, it didn't work out for him straight away. Mm, he went online, didn't he? I think. Yeah, so he he spent another season back at Sheffield United and then he went to QPR and Villa uh, and it took him a while. Kyle Norton was actually in front of him. Oh, was he? Yeah, because he was... They're both Sheffield, weren't they? Both. Yeah, yeah. so they both signed for Tottenham at the same time. Yeah. They were hedging their bets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were both unbelievable when I was there. Obviously still youngsters, but you could see that they had massive potential. Yeah, how, how long did you play with with Carl? Then was it for for a season or? Yeah, for a season. I was at Sheffield United for a season. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And at that point in his career, was it? I mean, could you just tell from from then he was going to go like right to the top? Or uh, I I could see it from training every day, but I think Kyle Norton was ahead of him in terms of the technical ability that they both had and they were both very athletic, but Kyle Walker just took it to a different level. And then when he mm. started understanding the game, like you could see like he was, he's up there, like he's world class. Yeah. I think Poch 
when when Potts got hold of him, that was massive for him. And yeah, it was. He's, it was. he's got the physical gifts in it as well. Like he's very, very it's quick. Scary. It's yeah. scary how quick he is. Quickest player you've played with? Oh yeah, by yeah, miles, miles. I, I'd really like to see a, a race between him and Adama. Oh, I'm I'm sure that probably has already happened, but yeah, a proper a proper hundred meter. Uh, yeah, scheduled one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be good yeah. to see. Yeah, yeah. So centre back. Um, my centre back is. I'm going to go for Ugo Egiok. Okay. When when did you play with him? Is he at Charlton? Was he? Or? So we, we. I was at Sheffield United with him. No, Sheffield United. Oh, he again. was there. Okay. Um, yeah, Ugo. Ugo was like the nicest guy you would ever meet in football. Um, mm. He was like a gentle giant, but the way he played the game and read the game, you could see that obviously he played at the highest level and yeah, it's, and obviously like with his passing, it was like it's a massive miss for the game and you know he was at Spurs coaching and you know I know a lot of players there looked up to him, so yeah, he was he was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I I think a lot of his prime I, I missed. Um, I, I think I was probably just getting in as he was sort of coming to an end of his yeah. career at Villa. But yeah, you, you sort of hear very good things about how good he was then. And obviously he got, he got some England call-ups. I think he might have been the first, I think he might have scored the first goal under Sven or something like that. Uh, oh yeah, that, he could have done actually. Yeah, could have done. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, honestly, I can't speak highly enough of him. He was just one of the greatest guys I've, I've had a like pleasure to meet mm. and play with, obviously. Yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've heard, always hear Tottenham fans talking about, yeah, what what a nice guy, nice yeah. guy he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so it's a real shame. Um, mm. But yeah, he's he, as I said, he was an unbelievable player. Yeah, and yeah. who who's partnering him? This is this is a position that I had trouble with. Um, I mean, I think I'm going to go for a right-footed. No, in fact, no. I'm going to go for Lewis Dunk. Yeah, I, I really rate Lewis Dunk. Like, I yeah, I don't. For me, I don't know why. Like, he's not in the England setup, and people like Tyrone Mings are. Just, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, it's a difficult one. I, I know Gareth likes to have balance in the team and having a left-footed left centre-back um, to cover Maguire is obviously more to his preference, but um, it's difficult because obviously Dunkey plays on the left at mm. Brighton. And um, so, it's yeah, it's a diff- difficult position to play with the likes of obviously Tyrone, who is left-footed, but I agree. I think Dunkey is a better player, uh, all-round player, um, than Tyrone. But yeah, you have to you have to be able to get out ahead of Maguire, and that's a difficult thing to do. Even when he isn't playing great, he's still unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really, really good on the ball, isn't he? As well, Lewis Dunk, like, un- underrated yeah, in that. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. And to be fair, like I was. Um, I was at Sheffield with Harry as well. Um, and 
like people don't give him credit for how good he is on the ball. Um, I never actually got to play with him, which is why he doesn't make it into my team. Yeah. Um, but he was he was coming through the youth team when I was there, and um, I've played against him lots of times when he was at uh, obviously Sheffield and Hull, and yeah, n- people don't give him credit for how good he is on the ball. Yeah, yeah, I think I don't know if it's because he's English. Like, there's there's a few there's a few really good English centre backs on the ball, but uh, Rio yeah. Ferdinand seems to be the one that everyone goes to, but. There's people like, I mean, John Terry as well was another one that, that could pass it out with his yeah. left foot as good as yeah. most people could on their right. But yeah, that is that is looking like a solid, proper solid defence so far. Yeah. Um, yeah, really good. So who's your, who's your left back? My left back is, um, just trying to go through like who I've played with at left back, like, so many players. Uh, I'm going to put Kevin Foley there. Okay, yeah. Who's Did a he right ever back. play left back then? Or? Yeah, yeah. When, when we, no, when we were when we were at Wolves together, um, he he played a number of games at left back because uh, we uh, we had a right back called Ronald Zubar, and um, oh yeah, Mick, Mick used to like him quite a bit, so he'd play Foles at at left back and. Ah, uh, I don't know. Can I change it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to change it to Nicky Shorey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've never come across a player who can just dribble it around everyone whenever he wanted to. Mm. You could never get the ball off him. And his he had a wand of a left foot and... Like he was never the quickest guy, but he would never get done on a one v one. And that that comes down to like intelligent defending, and he had everything, and he should have got more England caps for sure. Yeah, yeah, and you've got, I mean, you've got a good option on set pieces there as well with him in the side. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I love a, I do like a, a good left footed wand. But yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was unbelievable. Nice. Yeah, that is. Yeah. That's an amazing back four. To be fair, yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah so who have it. you? Who have you got in the the mid? Is it like a flat three in midfield, or you got one sitting? Or I'm gonna have one sitting. This was a hard one because, like, I played with a few very very good holding midfielders, like I could put Tom Huddleston in there um, where he could just go and get it off the back four and like ping it left, right. It it didn't matter to him. And then, yeah, it was, it was, it's a hard one, but actually, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go for Tom as as my CDM. Silky. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, I played with him at England level and he, we were, we were in a Toulon tournament and he won player of the tournament and you could see why like me and him would play centre midfield together and uh, honestly I've never seen a range of passing like it like I thought I had a good range of passing but he took it to a whole different level um, with both feet and 
like he was he was never the quickest guy but he didn't need to be like he just ran the show like you just give him the ball yeah. and he would never give it away yeah he was quick in his head so he didn't yeah. need to yeah there's yeah. one goal I remember him scoring for Tottenham I can't remember it was against I think it may have been Man City but it just sort of bounced and it was just a half volley and it a just volley, like yeah, it just arrowed up and, yeah yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I think I think it was against Arsenal. I think it was. He has, scored, he has scored against us before. Um, was that another maybe one? Was that then? Maybe that was the one then. Yeah, I, I know he has. He has scored against us before. I think he might have scored in the yeah. last minute against us before. Yeah, so, there's been some yeah. bangers in that game. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, um, a lot of them for Tottenham. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can think of the Danny Rose goal and yeah, uh, David Bentley, David Bentley one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Tom, Tom as my CDM. To the left of him, I'm going to put Gary Speed. Yeah, what a player. Yeah, just unreal. Like he was the most professional player I've ever come across. Nicest guy in the world. And obviously, you don't become like the second highest cap Premier League player of all time for for, for being an average player. He mm. was he was unbelievable, unbelievable. Like the engine that he had on him, just up and down, up and down. Even at the end of his career, where when I played with him, he was still one of the fittest guys there. Yeah, I was surprised actually when when he moved because I I thought he could have still played. You know, for for one of the top sides at, at that point, I can't remember how old he was when when he mm. did move um, to, to Sheffield. Yeah. But you know, that move did surprise me actually that he did do that. But yeah, yeah. just yeah. unbelievable player. Uh, one of got to be one of the best sort of centre mids in in Premier League history. But I think, I think he started on on the wing as well when he started his. his he career. did at Leeds, yeah. Yeah, and he, he got, did. Yeah, got quite a lot of goals, didn't he, from from midfield. He did. Yeah, he did, yeah. He was just unbelievable. Great manager as well. Like he, he really set Wales off into to what they've become now. He, he set the foundations there for him. He did, and and that was um, so. There isn't many people that actually know this, but I was uh, I was actually speaking to Speedo about going to play for Wales uh, when he was manager um, okay. because. I never, I never really said to anyone that I was eligible to play for Wales. I always wanted to play for England, but obviously when he was manager, he got in contact with me, and um, it just came up. And I said, "Look, I'd be interested to come and play for you." And then what happened happened, and it never materialised. And you know, we can—he's a massive miss for the game, and, and yeah, I, I feel for for his wife and kids and. I can't speak highly enough of the guy. Yeah, I, I, I mean, anyone has got a bad word to say about Gary Speed. Like, no, no. Just a proper, proper professional and, yeah, as you say, yeah. top like nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, to the right of Tom, I am going to put Jermaine Genus. Yeah. Um, Another one that scored against Arsenal a few times. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Sorry. When did yeah, he? he uh, at Nottingham Forest. Okay. Oh, at did Nottingham he come Forest. back there after 
after Tottenham he and did. came back. Yeah. yeah, he came on loan uh, for a little bit before he signed for QPR. So he was just getting back to full fitness. But what he could do with the ball, like he changed everything for me for technique-wise for striking a ball. He made me think about my game and how I could improve on it. And he was like next generation, the way he struck balls when he was shooting and that. Like I'd never seen anything like it. And um, the way he read the game and his engine, uh, even after having all their knee injuries, he was he was just a machine, absolute mm. machine. And if it wasn't for injuries, he would have played a lot more games for England as well. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, when... and he he was in that generation, he was in that that golden era of England, so it was hard for him to break in, but he was good enough to do it. Yeah, I think when when he was at Newcastle first coming through, you yeah. could tell like he was a special player. I think I think he got player of the year, young player of the year actually, the, one of the first first years that he was there. So like people. People recognise the talents, yeah. But as you say, Skulls, Gerard, Lampard, and stuff to compete with is um, is a tough, yeah. tough one. But yeah, he's he still he still had quite a good good England career. And what what I said about Ekio um, being the first one to score for Sven, I'm pretty yeah. sure Junius was the first one to score for Capello as well. Okay, um, yeah. That's a, a little bit of trivia. I think I know about <laughs> about him, but yeah, again, just just like your back four. Um, to be fair, I, I was expecting you to to come up with uh, with someone from from your time at Forest, and yeah, you've picked another another strong one there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was, I mean, there was a lot of players that I could have picked. I mean, Andy Reid was one um, who could have gone into the team. Uh, from Forest, I mean, we we had a, a we had a strong team at Forest, but obviously, the, I think the Sheffield United team was one of the best teams that I played in, mm. and why there's a few players there. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is where it gets interesting. This is where it gets. Exciting. It always gets top, interesting at the yeah, the attackers. The top three. Yeah. So these are big. These are massive. So I'm going to go with, so it's going to be like a diamond. So I'm going to have a number 10. And the number 10 is going to be Kanu. Oh, yes. Love a bit of Kanu. Yep. Kanu goes as my number 10. Obviously, I, I was Pompey playing him. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he, he was coming to the end of his career. But what he could do with the ball when it was at his feet, it, I... I don't know how he does it. He, like even to this day, like you just couldn't get the ball off him. Like he, he'd just be able to stand still, and you still wouldn't be able to get it off him. And he had that little, you know, that drag. Yeah, his yeah. Famous yeah. Drag, that goal, the the hat trick goal he scored against Chelsea, where he dragged yeah, the, keeper the keeper on the bar yeah. line. Yeah, uh, he did that every day in training, and it worked every single time. You, you knew it was coming, but you just couldn't stop it. Mm. Um, so yeah, Kanu, Kanu goes in as my number ten. I don't really need to say much about him. He's just he was on a different level. Yeah, unbelievable. I've, I've actually um, so obviously I'm an Arsenal fan, but I I went to an Arsenal versus Portsmouth game, and I think we were winning three or four nil. 
and he scored mm-hmm. and yeah, the whole the whole stadium clapped when he scored. So yeah, obviously yeah. despite the fact he scored against us, he's just an absolute legend. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. So yeah. And then in front of him goes Andrew Cole. Oh, okay. Was that was that Forest as well, or was that Sunderland? Sunderland. Sunderland. Oh, yeah. Oh, Andy Cole. Yep, Andy Cole goes in as one of my strikers with Carnu. Um, again, I don't really need to say much about him. Like one of the top scorers still in the Premier League. Yeah, never took Rapid. a pen, did he? I don't think he did. No, no. So you could have. Um, um, I Shearer got a lot of goals, but I think if you take Shearer's penalties off, then he might be the top. I don't know. Yeah, probably, yeah. probably. But again, don't really need to say much. Like his career speaks for itself. Like the amount of goals that he scored, the legacy that he left behind at United, uh, even Newcastle, and yeah, just unbelievable, unbelievable. Hmm. So yeah, don't need to say much about him. And I, I, I don't need to say much about his strike partner, Dwight York. Yeah, I've got a feeling who you're going to say. Yeah, I was just thinking, <laughs> was he at Sun, was he at Sunderland at the time as well? But he was, yeah. he was, yeah. So yeah, Andy Cole and Dwight York with Carnu behind. I think that's pretty strong. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Um, yeah, blimey. Yeah. So yeah, I just obviously like the the Cole and York partnership. Just there hasn't been many partnerships like that in the Premier League, and you know even thinking back to that that 1999 uh, Champions League game against Barca, uh, yeah. the semi-final I think it was where they played one ones over it, and then they played a one-two, and then they've scored like them yeah. type of goals were, was a common theme for them too, um, and. You know, Yorkie was prolific, um, like cheeky, like always played with a smile on his face. Um, you know, bit of, bit of a uh, maverick, shall we say, outside of the football, um, around yeah. the dressing room. Um, but yeah, like I don't, like I said, I don't really need to say much about them. That that top three, it's. They've just had one of the best careers that I've ever seen, and it's uh, it was it's been a real privilege to be able to say that I I played with them. Yeah, that that is an, an unbelievable front three, and the fact that the Cole and York on their own are good together. Yeah. Or, yeah. or just something else. Yeah. Really. So. Yeah. And then Carnu yeah. knitting it all together. Yeah. Yeah. What a what a front three that is. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if you've thought about a captain, but who who would be leading the side out? Speedo. Yeah. 100% Speedo. He, uh, he was captain everywhere that he played. So, yeah, that'd be no different for the team that I just picked. Yeah, easy choice. Easy choice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think, I think that side is... Uh, He's making a run for the Champions League places. I've got to say. <laughs> yeah, I'd hope so. I'd hope so. Um, but yeah, I like. I, I still think about it to this day. Like the players that I've played with, 
and obviously I've missed out a lot of players like mm. James Beattie. He scored 98 Premier League goals. Like, um, like he could have gone in. Ricky Lambert could have gone in. He played for England, scored for England. Uh, was unbelievable at Southampton. Um, who else was there? Um, John Utaka at Portsmouth. One of the best players I've ever played. Can't even mm. get into the team. Yeah. Um, Ricardo Rocha, Spurs, Portsmouth legend. Yeah, there's there's a lot of players that I could have could have got in, and one of my favourite players actually was uh, Sunji Hai. Oh yeah. The man was that was he Sheffield United as well when he was. Yeah, yeah. He was he was unreal, and he was one of the fun. He didn't speak any English, but he was one of the funniest guys. How did he not still didn't speak English after like? Not not really. I think he understood everything. Yeah, he understood everything. Um, but he didn't really speak, and like the one-liners that he would come out with that was English would be like would have everyone in stitches. He was yeah. one of the funniest guys. Um, but yeah, obviously James Milner could have got in. Jordan Henderson. Yeah, there's there's quite a few that missed out. So yeah, I've been fortunate enough to, to play with a lot of players. Yeah. Top, a lot of top players. And a few top managers as well. If you, if you had to put one to, to manage that side, who would you pick? Um, I, I, I'd have to go for Warnock. And I, I, I say it a lot about Neil. Um, and he knows the way that I feel, but like him and his staff weren't the best coaches in the world, but they didn't need to be. They arranged the dressing room and the way that they got his, their teams to play didn't need to be coached. It was all mentality and work rate, and that's what got him through everything. So, you know, the, so the team that I've just picked doesn't need to be coached. It's just go out and do your thing and work hard and yeah. have the right mentality, and you'll go and win games. And that's exactly what we did. Like, he, as a man manager to every player, he was just on a, like, I've, I haven't witnessed it in any other manager that I've had. I've obviously had a lot of good coaches, um, but they couldn't ma- they couldn't man manage. And I think man management is a dying art in in the game. And there's very few people, very few managers now that can actually man manage and coach. And you know, you look at like Klopp and Guardiola and Tuchel. Like they they have the highest value to teams because they can do it all, mm. um, and you know that's why they demand all the money, uh, and that's why they're at the best teams. So, but yeah, like like Warnock, he just he didn't really have to do an awful lot, but he, the way he managed players individually just is unreal, and I think every player that's worked for Neil would probably say exactly the same thing. And I like, I look back at my time when he's managed me at Rotherham and Cardiff. I don't, I still don't know how he did it. 
I don't know how he got the best out of everyone. And it's just the way he is, just his personality. The, like Because when I was at Cardiff and we won promotion to the Prem, I, I didn't play that much. Like I was involved in all the games, but I didn't start mm-hmm. that much. But he made me feel like I was still a major part of that team. And yeah. I was never annoyed that I would... Obviously, when it got to game day and I wasn't in the starting 11, I'd be annoyed, but that annoyance would quickly pass and I'd go and support the team. And that's what he was good at. He, like, he, he was so good with the players that weren't actually playing. Yeah, and that is that is a massive part of it. Like, I mean, you mentioned Tuchel there and he's got he's managed to kind of find a way to, to make everyone other than uh, Romelu Lukaku happy <laughs> at, at Chelsea and yeah I, I think it's it's really difficult when you're when you're at a top side and yeah you, you've got everyone knocking on the door trying to play and I know Warnock wasn't at the, the very top but he did what six seven promotions I think he's had more more promotions yeah. than than any other manager so he's always used to to being at the top of the league and it's you know it's glory isn't it and it's in its own way, so yeah, I I did have a feeling that you were gonna you were gonna pick Neil Warnock. I, I think he's a bit marmite, isn't he? But I, I like him. I, I think he's a character. Yeah, he's marmite to the player to the people that don't know him. So, yeah. but with I think every player that has played under him, well, at least like ninety five percent, because not everyone's going to be happy, but 90, 90, 90 to ninety five percent of players that have played with him won't have a bad word to say about him in terms of like what he got out of the players themselves. Like they would play their best football. Yeah. Which is I think yeah. the highest compliment to play. Yeah. Definitely. And also he'll he'll give you uh, the place on the bench as the sub goalie as well. Which is always it was it wasn't actually him that put me on the on the bench for as, as a sub goalie. Oh was it, it was Blackwell, uh, was it? Yeah it was Blackwell, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I was. I was uh, a little when when Neil came into Rotherham. I wasn't having the best of times with the previous managers, and when Neil came in, I was a bit scared because he tried signing me for Sheffield United when I was at Colchester, and I turned him down. I didn't even want to speak to him because, like you said earlier, he's marmite to the people that don't know him, and I yeah. didn't like him. And then okay. obviously once he came in, like me and him just clicked and obviously I came back into the team. I played well. I got my move to Cardiff and yeah. So yeah, I, that's one of my regrets in the game is that I didn't go and work for him earlier when I had the chance. Yeah. Did you sort of turn down any other any other moves that you weren't sure about? Because I, I remember when you was... When you was at Colchester, because I, th- I think that the side that you're in almost knocked Chelsea out of the FA Cup. Yeah, and quite a lot of quite a lot of that team, including yourself, got a lot of interest uh, yeah. from from Premier League sides at at the time. I guess yeah. was that was that when you signed for Reading at that point, or was that a bit a bit later on? That was it. It was a bit. I signed for Reading a bit later on, but yeah, like you said, we we played Chelsea in the FA Cup and like we went one nil up, and then 
they had to bring on their big guns at half time. So they brought in Frank Lampard, Drogba, uh, and I think they brought on Joe Cole as well at half time. So they had they had to bring on some big guns to like to go and win it. Um, and yeah, from that team, you know, uh, me, Neil Dans, Richard Garcia, uh, Chris Iwalumu, George Elakobi. I think that's uh, everyone. Craig Fagan. We all went to higher club. Like we all went to bigger clubs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was uh, uh, that was a that was a special team to be part of because obviously, like we were the first team in in Coach's history to get to the champion championship. And I only spent six months in the championship with Colchester when I got my move, but. You know, we were flying, you know, we were in the top six um, mm. when I left. And, you know, the, the the chief exec and the owner went to go and have meetings with the EFL and the FA um, and talk about potential promotion to the Premier League because Leia Road at that time wouldn't be able to... Oh, yeah, you have to have a certain type of ground, yeah. isn't it? Capacity or... Exactly. Yeah, 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 and our capacity was only, I think, just over six thousand people. Um, <laughs> so they came, yeah, they came up with the ground share with Ipswich if we were to get promoted, but I think they missed yeah. out on the last couple of weeks. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was that. That was obviously a fun time. Mm. And was you a, a Colchester fan, or did you just? If you got into football a bit later, did you have a team? Or? No, I, I I still don't have a team. I when I was when I was coming into football when well, when I was playing football full time, I hated to watch football. I hated it. Like it would frustrate me because I wanted to go out and play a game. So I just didn't I didn't watch it at all, which was, on hindsight, a bad move for me because obviously you learn from other people's mistakes and the game and everything like that. So I think obviously if I'd watched it a bit more and had a bit more patience, then I could have progressed a bit more, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I never had a team, didn't follow a team. Colchester was my local big team, professional team. And um, yeah, so I just ended, it was, it was funny because one of my, friends from school his granddad was a co- uh, a scout for Colchester and so I had a trial with them and they liked me and went on a six-week trial and I ended up signing for them when I was 15 I think it was mm. okay yeah you, you wouldn't be the first to, to say that sort of stuff though because I think I think Ben White came out recently and he said something similar that he doesn't or didn't watch football at all and didn't didn't support a team because he was just, you know, too busy playing. And yeah. ultimately, that's that's the preference, isn't it? If, if you've got a choice between playing and watching, you, you're going to be yeah. out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so it was. Um, yeah, I've, I've I've obviously learned the hard way, like because I I haven't had parents who have been in the professional game, especially football. Like both my parents were athletes, but never to the standard of where I've gotten to. So 
I've had to make my mistakes and learn from my mistakes quickly. And you know, ultimately, like I've paid the price a couple of times with some of my mistakes. And um, but again, like it's just the way it is. That's how football is. And you know, you get on with some people, and you can get away with a few mistakes. And other times, you just you make one mistake and you're out the door. So um, yeah, yeah. But again. Like, I, I I wouldn't have wanted to move around as much as I did, but it's been some journey. Yeah, and and you've you've managed to come up with with some team, you know. If you, yeah. If you yeah. just stay where you were, you wouldn't be on here uh, <laughs> talking about playing with Andy Cole. Yeah, that's true. You from Canada. Yeah. yeah. I I was I was thinking the other day of like my dream my dream eleven of who I've actually played against. I just couldn't do it. There was too many names. Mm. Too many names. Like, I played against Del Piero and Trezeguet and Henri and Nedved and Cannavaro. So, like, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. That is... I mean, if, if you did single out a player rather than a team, who, who would you say is the best player you've ever played against? See, like, this is a difficult question because if you're talking about the whole grand scheme, then you'd say Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, thought, I thought you might say him because he's arguably the greatest of all time. But uh, exactly. I guess it's but on, when... Uh, on the actual day, yeah. On the actual yeah. day of playing against someone, Xavi Alonso was... Outrageous. Still, mm. To this day, still, I I hit. I don't know what he did in the game. Like it was a blur to me. Like I, I was playing at, at, as right back at Sunderland, and obviously he was playing centre midfield for Liverpool. Mm. And he would, from sixty yards away, he'd give me the eyes, and I wouldn't know what he was doing. He'd do one thing, like he'd look at one way and play it completely different. Like I did not know what he was going to do. He was just, it's scary. Scary how good he was. Yeah, yeah. I know. He's, he's very, um, I don't know if he's underrated, but people don't talk about him like he got over 100 caps for Spain. They, they can't yeah. forget. They can't forget that. But yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you look at the teams that he played for. So, like, obviously, like Liverpool, and then you go to, Madrid, and then you go to Bayern, like three three of the biggest team, teams in the world, mm. like, and he doesn't get spoke about enough as one of the greatest midfielders. Yeah, I think part of that is the narrative that Gerard didn't have any help, and people yeah. don't want to don't want to go against that. But no, yeah. I, I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, some player, some player. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if he'd, he'd walk into your side or not. But uh, that was hmm. that was some sides. Really, really strong eleven. We've done we've done a few of these um, feature sessions. I think the we had a Man United one recently. I think okay. that would give your team a run for its money. But other than that, I think. I think your team's coming out on top, to be honest. And it's yeah, yeah it's got just unbelievable, especially the the front three and the back four, like 
crazy good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, really appreciate you coming on, Greg. Um, and no problem. Yeah, if you've got, I don't know, if you've got anything you want to want to plug or or let let the listeners know. No, no obviously, I've I've literally just started my Instagram account. Literally, I, I've gotten up to the times. I was always a Twitter guy, so um, I've I've got my Instagram account, which is G G Halford fifteen, I think it is. I don't even know it. That's how like off I am. <laughs> Let me have a look. Uh, yeah, G Halford fifteen. So yeah, yeah, up and running now. Has been for a couple of days. So getting used nice. to it. Hot off the press. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks again, Greg, for for coming on no problem at all and remember to keep it <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no.